Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of the Pink Lips Bandit. It's your girl, Damo. I got Skip and Bobby here with me. Um, joining for another little roundtable discussion of a couple of topics we want to get off our chest with some respect. Um, say hi, guys. Hi, guys. What's up? What's up? What's you. up? Of course, you would do the technical hi, guys, like an asshole. Listen, I would follow instructions verbatim. You said say hi, guys. <laughs> I said hi, guys. I was being a team player. Whatever. Gosh. Whatever, whatever. So you know what I do always. How was your weekend? Actually, it really doesn't feel like a Monday right now. It feels like an extended Saturday. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. How was your weekend? Um, should I go first? Don't fall out once. Like, damn. <laughs> oh, uh, I can't remember what happened. So there you have That's it. That's lovely. That's so late. Oh, you guys didn't go to any Palooza, did you? Didn't no. have to. <laughs> Had okay. way more tur- time, I'll tell you that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I saw the picture from Annie Palooza. And it looked That's like a one and done event for me. One. Oh, that you wouldn't go through it again? Nah, like not, a, not in New York. Yeah, I think that's why I'm okay with going again because I'm going to the clearly the version down here, but like nah, I expect nothing but juicy J music all night. Yeah, it's too it's too crowded to uh, switch people. I was like, nah, it's not for me anymore. It got too yeah, popping. But, but you get okay with it once you drink. Like, you get happy and you just want people around you to dance. Nah. I mean, the way. only cool part was the reggae room in the basement, but after a while, when it gets too crowded, then it's kind of like, I I don't hate people. I hate being around too many people in a, in a close proximity. It makes me angry. Um, So when there's a good enough ratio of space, I'm okay, but that ratio doesn't exist three hours into the event where everyone's, like, breathing out each other's chest. So I'm just like, I'll pass. Not at Webster. Yeah, and Webster's huge. That's what makes it crazy. I'm saying, no, I'm saying it's a great event, but, like, for New York, like, it's kind of too small already. Like, you know everybody, and then, like, it just got, it's too crowded, and you got to wait on lines. And I'm like, eh, this is not for me. I could definitely see me going, like, in another city, but not in New York. Got you, got you. Anyway, Skip, how was your weekend? Oh, it was it the same that you don't remember? <laughs> uh, I mean, I remember Friday. I remember parts of Saturday. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday was Sunday was Sunday. Oop. That was just weekend, like all day. And today I got up live, and alive. I felt rested. I felt rested. I got stuff done, and I'm still getting things done. And so, I mean, it sucks that I had to lose a day, but it happens. <laughs> oh, man. Sunday was theoretical. Like, I don't know if it happened or not. What the hell? Well, Sunday, I drove to my grandma's house. My mommy's in town, so... I drove. You mean she's out of town? She's in my town. 
She's out of your town into my town. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, and then I dragged her to go to, we climbed um, Stone Mountain today and nearly died. Well, we didn't die, but Stone Mountain is not a joke. Like, that's some real deal. Mind you, that's uh, probably, I want to say, a level three mountain out of, like, on a scale of one to Mount Fiji. So, I just I couldn't imagine. But I want to do some more mountain hikes. And they were really good. Anyway, let's jump into it. So, something that come across, and mind you, I'm not on Twitter that often. So, whenever I usually read... Um, happenings that are going on on Twitter. It's usually through an article or word of mouth or somebody else put it on Facebook because that's where I get all my information. Um, Something that I had came across was um, an article where someone was saying, you know, Azealia Banks' Twitter ban reminds us freedom of speech is for whites only. And I wasn't too familiar of, like, what the background story of that was. So apparently... She went on her usual Twitter stupid rant tirades um, against Zane, who has the amazing Pillow Talk song out that I love. Um, and she called him all kinds of crazy. She called him like a, a curry scented cunt or something like that. Like it was some outrageous, some outrageous shit. And Azalea Banks, I think, finally put her foot where you know or put her whatever you put your foot in your ass or your foot in your mouth or whatever the case may be and sort of ban that ass real quick and um so do you guys agree like one do you feel like her ban is justified and two like is it that deep enough to us for us to go into the fact that you know we understand that Azalea is a certain kind of person and she talks a certain way and she comes across a certain way. So is she, is it justified saying that her taking away her, you know, taking away her, her, her Twitter account is, you know, banning her speech compared to the thousands of white people who are on Twitter calling us all kinds of names, you know, but they don't get uh, banned. Did you guys hear about the article? I mean, hear about, you know, her banning and stuff? Yeah, of course. This is uh, one of the Twitter bannings heard around the world, really. Around the world. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like um, it's very interesting that when she started talking about, and yes, you call that guy a, a stand word, but uh, I think when his her, her aggression against more of these fair-skinned Caucasian variety, I think that's when it was just like, whoa, there. You can talk about everybody else who says that. And, I mean, it's your first amendment, right? Yes, some people say things that are crazy, but if you're going to, like, ban her account, you should be banning so much more accounts that are way more lethal and dangerous and way more problematic, you know? I do understand that Azalea Banks is not a very preferred person, but I feel like at the end of the day, we still um, allow people the right to do dumb things, you know? Like, we're not going to just take that right away just because we don't like them. But I think, in a sense, she definitely, I'm pretty sure she uh, violated her Twitter bylaw or some crap, in a sense of, like, Twitter or social media in general 
doesn't tolerate the you know for the most part tolerate any kind of abuse bullying uh discriminatory slander of any kind right and i feel like for azalea she kind of for me i felt like it was only a matter of time before either she got banned or she was suspended for a little while or something would have happened because I feel like she doesn't really think, and I remember before she used the word, she was trying to justify her using of the word faggot, um, and that she used it in a term, in a way that, you know, it, where it wasn't intended or how it's normally used, which wasn't the case in the first place. But a lot of the words or the slander that she used towards Zane or to whoever else, one, Azaria is in, granted, a very small, but she is in the limelight. Like, she has a following. She is known for her rants, so when she starts on one, it is bound to get caught by the attention of media or the people on Twitter. And then I feel like if you know you're in that spotlight and you're making these kind of words and then directing them at people and and talking about a, a breed of people, like because if people, if someone else was talking about black people and going crazy and doing the same aspect, she would have went ham. So I think I don't think her her freedom of speech was violated. I think it was a matter of time because she didn't say anything. She was essentially bullying over Twitter. That's exactly what it was. Do you, do you, do you disagree? I disagree with her getting suspended overall. I feel like she definitely reserves the right to say whatever the hell she wants to do online. I mean, we have the freedom of speech. And yeah, but not for a social hands. platform that doesn't allow it. That's not true. I mean... Doesn't ISIS have a Twitter? <laughs> what do you think what? about that in the perspective? You do, you do know that ISIS has a Twitter account, right? What? Where? What is their Twitter account? Twitter handle? ISIS? I don't know their handle. Why would I know their handle? That's an odd. So how do they have a Twitter account that is known? They have, do. They do. They have a no, huge. Nah. Are you serious? You didn't know that ISIS recruits online? ISIS is out yes, here but not it. that it's not like you know how Azalea Banks have Azalea Banks and not their Twitter account. I mean, just they don't have an ISIS Twitter account. Hey, follow me on here. I mean, they kind of do, but they they got to be more, you know. But anyway, back to the main point. I I, I do think her freedom of speech is violated. I feel like she has a right to say whatever she wants, no matter how harmful it may and detrimental it may be to the people receiving the message or detrimental to her career. But she still has the right to say that. Like, she, we still have the right to be stupid. Like, I don't want her to be robbed of that. Like, I don't want her views to be closed down. I want people to see this is how she thinks and this is who she is. And whatever her, because of what she said, she needs the full brunt of those repercussions. So I don't think her right to speech should be as stifled in any way, shape, or form. Let her do her and then let whatever follows, follow. Yeah, but she could do her. She's just gonna have to do it on another social media platform. If I have or do not tolerate any kind of bullying, slander, discriminatory words against people, and I mean it's not even like she did it against one person. She literally picks people every other week to decide to slander and shit on every other week. It is a matter of time before I say, Okay, this is enough. You're taking freedom of speech too far on my on 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 my social platform, and if I feel like you are a person who are not contributing to the Twitter world in a positive note, I have the right to do so. 
So you have your freedom of speech. You can do that, but you're going to have to do it somewhere else. Can we explicitly say that she's not contributing to Twitter world in a positive way? Uh, I mean, she's, she is literally clickbait. Like, you're going on Twitter if you're a blogger or whatever, and you report on celebrity news. You're going to go on Twitter now to see what just transpired between Azalea Banks and whoever it is for that week. Am I right? Yeah, so or she's contributing to other people's site, not to the Twitter atmosphere. I mean, she's still contributing to either way, shape, or form. She's trending. She's bringing more people to that specific platform, being Twitter right now. I don't see. Yeah, but all I would think of is that Twitter is allowing uh, hateful speech, such as a curry-scented whatever. Like, that's just not, I don't tolerate it at all. And I'm glad she's off of Twitter because I'm tired of her getting her five seconds of fame based off of slandering other people. She could do it somewhere else. Maybe now she could concentrate on her dumbass career. I don't like that. I don't think. I don't like her character at all. Oh no! This isn't a this isn't a judgment of her character. This is just whether or not do I think that she lost the right to free speech. Well, that whole goes into one. It all boils into one for me. I think it's all contingent. Just like in real life, you're not allowed to scream fire in like a public place. That violates the freedom of speech. Some would say, but no, because like you're causing an imminent danger by screaming out fire. People will get trampled over. I don't think that she did anything that would automatically cause imminent danger. And the whole bullying, it's not like people can't not defend themselves online. Like, she got violated as well by, like, some 14-year-old black chick who was defending uh, Zayn, I believe. I think it's another Disney Channel star. I don't know what the person's name was, but they definitely bodied um, Cecilia Banks. I don't know about being bullied. She seems like the one she was bullied last week. She wasn't bullied. She was told about herself in a very polite manner compared to the speech that she decides to tweet back to others. I mean, like, she came out like a little girl talking about how, well, young actress, I can't say little girl, but young actress, she tried to make some very disparaging comments, which I found very intriguing because the way that Twitter is, is basically like you're in a schoolyard and everyone has a corner of their own schoolyard, where it's sports, whether it's, you know, entertainment, pop culture, history, actual news. And with this one, you just hear this going back and forth, like you're a young adult and you're arguing with an adolescent, you know, young woman who's of African-American descent. And a lot of times it's easy to root against Azalea just because of her, I guess, textual tone that you see online that's like whatever she tweets, whatever she says, you just don't like it because you you've got an image that you just don't like her. But like you've both been saying, look, I don't like a lot of people. But I'm not gonna stop them from doing what they want to do if they want to convey information. I mean I don't see anything she said was like super hateful to the point that she's like, I'm trying to hurt people. Maybe the words that she said were very, you know, disrespectful, but not I'm gonna go do something to you in an extreme way that should make someone fear for their life and, like, you know, like those, those exactly. major keys from the Constitution. But you have to understand in the context of where she decided to do so. So, granted, if she decided to do some free press and the press decided to, 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 to not, you know, print out an article or she didn't have a way, but my thing is, is 
all right, she gets in her speech, you know, she, she has a right to say whatever she wants and whatever case may be. But I don't think Twitter was wrong in banning her if they don't want that kind of speech on their platform. Now, a lot of people, are, some that was against it was like, the article was saying, well, I could pull up, like, the I, I guess whoever had wrote the article um, had said that they can pull up, you know, a bunch of several white people who have tweeted her with racist, you know, comments. And how come they're not suspended? But I'm like, on that aspect, they're a very, like, I'm pretty sure the people who are tweeting her are very low-key members of society who don't have, you know, 20,000 followers, 50,000, 75,000 followers compared to Azalea Banks, who, again, like I said, her, her spotlight might not be big, but she has a spotlight in general. She does get picked up by media outlets, and that does so contribute to it. are you saying that? societal impact should be weighed upon whether or not you have the right to say whatever you want? No, I'm saying the reason why I feel she had gotten it, not because she it doesn't have to do with the fact that she's necessarily a black woman or, or whatever. I'm saying she is a, a person, a, a, a celebrity in an aspect, who is saying very racially insensitive things to other members of, uh, you know, who's on Twitter or who is on the internet. And if I have in my bylaws and my stuff that I do not, in order for you to use my social media, in order for you, if I'm, if I'm the Twitter CEO and I have it in my whatever fine print that we do not tolerate, you know, racially insensitive whatever or whatever the case may be, whatever that she might have violated, and you have done that consistently, and you happen to be a prominent person, like, it, it's going to come to my attention more than someone who has one follower. That's what I'm saying. True, true. So that's why I don't necessarily believe it's, it's, it's holding her freedom of speech. She decided to use her freedom of speech in a way that goes against my allowing you to use my platform. And now you have to deal with that consequences. So now you got to go to Facebook to do whatever you got to do until they ban you or until you have to find or create your own, you know, create your own platform for that. But Twitter ain't it. And I don't think it has anything else to do with anything about race or, or the fact that there are other white people out there who are racist, whatever case may be, because I'm pretty sure if we reported them all the time, they would probably get shut down. They would have to find another one to do. And uh, they would have to create another account. So that's all I'm saying in terms of her freedom of speech being violated. It's the fact that she violated the platform she's using. Got it? I don't know, man. I don't know either. I'm just glad she has Twitter. I'm just, I'll, I'll be, I'll be so yeah. tired. I feel like uh, every other week. I feel like she's going to be back in our conversation three weeks from now. She's going to find some way to break out of Twitter jail. She's like, she's in a real Twitter jail. Remember, like, how we used to fake talk about Twitter jail? But she's in real Twitter jail. Can she create another account? She could. Would that get closed down, though? Probably, because it is her, so I'm not really surprised. But, um, by the way, let's start talking about the uh, the light-skinned women that are supposedly the uh, the leaders of the uh, black feminist movement. You feel me? Like, supposedly light-skinned, even though I don't think they're all light-skinned. I, I don't know. But I don't know whose topic this was. 
I feel like this is down my How barely black, you. Huh? So how organic of you? It's an inside joke. It is as organic as I can make it. I just don't remember who did it. So, but uh, anyway, I don't know how I feel about this question. Huh? I don't know how I feel feel like it's a it's a it's a topic. I feel. (laughs) Wait, what's the question though? Is the face of young black feminism light skinned and biracial? Yes. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't understand how it's a confusing question. It's a pretty standard yes or no question. Well, yeah. okay. So that with this that question, I think it, it's supposed to be opening the doors of more so. Of is it intentional? Not, not is. It's supposed to be why is. I think there's a there's a word missing. Why is the face of young why? black feminism like the biracial that's why that's what i'm thinking so when i when i heard the question because i saw it on somebody's status and then i saw an article whatever the case may be and the question that they're just posing is is the face of young black feminism light skin and biracial and as you just said yes we have seen very much so examples in the recent um media people speaking out but i think the real question is or the people who, you know, of the reason why this whole question came about is why is the face of young black feminism, light skin, and biracial? And for me, I feel that is a very, uh, shoot, I can't think of a word right now. Inefficient? That's not a correct word, is it? I don't feel like that is a very relevant question to ask because there's so much more topics, so much more questions, so much more we can tackle other than trying to fight about who's the face of black feminism but in that sense i feel like on the other side of that then i'm downplaying the reason why this came about in the first place because many darker skinned women of the black community probably feel that they aren't getting the same attention or the same voice platform whatever the case may be to speak on black feminism I just want to know who that is. <laughs> Who's having the problem? I mean, man, everyone's having I mean, a problem, man. Everyone doesn't feel included. They're going to throw a tantrum. And I feel like, I don't know, man, we're really getting to like a nitpicky society where it's like, if I'm not down, we're now getting there? No, I'm talking about, okay, I don't want to say now. I'm saying we're getting to like a heightened point. Does that make more sense? Like, We've been getting there. I think, like I think we, to... we've passed that point. We've we've passed that point already. This is a discussion. Okay. We've been past that that nip. What? This is. I don't know how worse we can get as a society, but I can't wait to watch. But continue on your point. I don't know how I feel about the can't wait to watch part, but uh, I I don't I don't know. It's like okay, so supposedly these are leaders of the black. I mean. In their position, well, they, are you, they are I have the tweets, if you want me to read them off real quick. Read them So the tweets came from this, originally this whole topic or discussion came from um, the woman who launched an unfair photo series addressing colorism from her Sri Lanka. Her name is uh, Pax Jones. She created four tweets and that and it was published, then that was published on someone's Facebook, and that's how it got started, you know, went going viral. So she said, I love Amanda and Zendaya, but are we going to acknowledge that the face of young black fe- feminism is the light skinned biracial aesthetic? 
Dark girls have always spoken up, but don't get onto Vogue and receive praise for being opinionated. If you're dark, you're just mad. Until y'all acknowledge your privilege, I don't care to hear another light-skinned black girl with curly hair talk about how hard being a black woman is. Your experience is not shared with dark-skinned women, yet you're given the platform to represent us all. No, tired. So that's where it came from. That's where it stemmed from. She ain't lying, bruh. I mean, yeah, but I just... I, I, uh, There's nothing... The, the, I think the funniest thing about this um, quote-unquote revelation is that it's not a revelation. This is literally this is literally what's been going on, like, historically. This isn't new that someone lighter skin or fair skin is taken more seriously or seen as the forefront or deemed more beautiful or any one of those options. And this isn't new. This is what's always been happening. Like, historically, like, this, was, this was, used to be a thing. Like, I used to hear old people say this, like, it was like, oh man, be, be, be aware of these light skin dudes, man. They, they they go a little extra hard because you know they don't. They're not. Ah, what am I trying to say? I think what I'm trying to say is that historically, most of the outspoken people were usually light skinned trying to quote unquote make up their blackness because they weren't dark enough. So they would always be the most outspoken people. That's what I'm trying to get at. But this isn't really news. Like this is always what it's been like to me. This is something that. This is kind of like deja vu in a sense. Like, I used to hear about this back then, and now I see it happening. So it's kind of like, aha, I knew this was going to happen again sooner rather than later. Let's talk about the situation. The and unfortunately, hmm? the color between black people. Yeah. And, like, this isn't, like, this isn't really that surprising that it's happening now with the colorism and the feminism movement. Um... It's sad, but that's how it's always been. But I feel like, like they're the- attacking, attacking Amanda and and um, Zendaya for because here's here's my here's my issue with it. I fully understand that colorism is something that needs to be dissected and talked about because it is pretty still. Not, it is not pretty, but it is still prevalent within our community. But at the same time, I feel like those are two who have a platform, you know, because of the impact that they're just doing in life with the fact that they're, you know, in movies, making music, whatever the case may be, their their, their claim to fame has allowed them to be outspoken. And I feel like there are plenty of darker women um, whom, who are at the same caliber who don't speak out as often as they do or if they do maybe i'm not aware you know maybe someone who are listening or whatever can enlighten me but i don't feel like anyone has spoken out in the same manner as the two of them have recently and for those who are for example in the black lives matter movement they are making their own you know um path in in their own way that just happens to not be in the media music business so I don't feel like attacking them for the fact that they kind of have a little bit of a bigger platform because of where they are and what business that they're in. I don't feel like that addresses anything. That helps anything at all. It's just, again, creating a way to separate. I feel like it's just another way to separate us into a them versus us instead of just feminism in, 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 in a whole sense. I agree with what you're saying, but at the same time, it holds 
a lot of truth to that sentiment, though. Like, let's be honest about it. Like, those girls are going to be accepted more in general than a darker woman would fare. But how? So, but if a darker woman who's in the same, like, for example, if the, if, if you think if, uh, Kiki not, Palmer. Um, yes, if you Kiki think, Palmer, you, yeah. do you think Kiki Palmer, if she was as outspoken or did the same, if she created a video just like Amanda did, that that wouldn't be given as much attention as, as, as the one Amanda did? You think she wouldn't? I think so. I think but the problem she is she hasn't. She's more famous than both of them. But she I hasn't. Think that's the problem either. But she hasn't. Someone else. Uh, I'm just trying to think of dark-skinned girls in the entertainment business who hasn't spoken out. You know, that's my thing. Is you're going to be mad at the fact that these two women are supposedly now the face of black feminists because they're the only two people who I've heard speaking out on that level and caliber of where they're in. So just a quick check, because I checked their followers, their respective followers on Instagram. So Kiki has almost like 4 million, and uh, Amandala, she has like 800,000. So I feel like it's really interesting that some of the people that we mentioned, I think they care more about their standing when it comes to their public uh, persona. Like there's a lot of people that are more vocal on our issues that don't even look like this, like that white guy from... Uh, how to get away with murder. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say our topic too much. There's yeah, Matt McGorry. There's, there's some people that are just way more vocal, and they just tend to be more of the, the fair skin of our population. I just feel like they, they, they don't have as much to lose, and I, I guess as the darker complexion. But I feel like what? the stigma is – no, just listen to me. I feel like the stigma is – you speak out of turn, and if you're not used to, like, you know, that, in, like, going against that indoctrinate, like, kind of, like, motif of, you know, if you're quiet, you just this way, you just kind of, like, look a certain way to be accepted by them, everything will be cool. But when it comes to these particular individuals that, you know, are light-skinned women, they're being outspoken, and their careers doesn't seem to be affected in any shape or form. Um, Zendaya, Zendaya, she's going to be the love interest in the new Spider-Man movie. And, uh, really? I know when it comes to, uh, yeah, she is. Yeah. She's going to be. Wait, with the new Spider-Man, the one that was just in the event? In Embassy the event. Yeah, so, yeah that Captain one. America? Yeah, that one. Oh, snap! Sorry. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a cool thing to geek out about, but when you think about it, most of the time. You can say that they're rewarded for speaking out. Like, it, it draws attention to them. And while we're not used to seeing it, I feel like it was a Kiki Palmer or someone else. They wouldn't get the same type of love and respect. They'd probably quickly call these women, like, monkeys or something crazy or outlandish. You know? And I feel like what? because uh, Zendaya doesn't really look Why are you shocked by this? Because I'm trying to... I, it, uh... I'm shocked that you're shocked. I mean, what I'm saying is not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Because they don't look black, it's easy to be to listen to them for some reason. Like, well, you don't look black, so I'm going to listen to you because you're more season for the eye type stuff. Yeah, it's like... I'm not, I'm not shocked at what he's saying. I'm just more so of... My, my issue is you can't complain about something that isn't being done. Like, I feel like if regardless of the fact that you might think 
that uh, Huffington Post or whoever is not going to pick up your video speaking out on black injustices because you're of a darker complexion but of the same caliber as the light-skinned women who's doing the same thing and you're scared you're not going to do so, you can't complain about it. Because I feel like, like I said, and I'm speaking, I'm speaking strictly on the same level of 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 fame or platform or whatever because i can't speak on of course if someone if it's a man compared to someone who is on you know if it was me speaking out compared of course you would get picked up more but if i'm talking about if it was kiki palmer if it was kelly Rowland, if it was queen latif if it was anyone who is of a darker complexion and literally speaking out on a consistent basis as much as those two zendaya and 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 amanda has i do not feel like they would not get the same recognition as much but the problem is is i can't compare that and i can't put that out there because they haven't I don't have anyone to compare to Zendaya and, and, and Amanda right now because no one else is speaking at them. Right. So that's why I said if there is and they are being and they're not getting the, the limelight or they're not. And I mean, has to be same caliber, not someone who is known strictly in a very small world. I mean, has to be. A, a well-known out there celebrity. And the fact that we know them too is because one, they're in movies, they're in music, they're in fashion, they're everywhere already. So the world knows them already. So they use that platform to then speak out on it. But I feel like the people, other people who have that same platform, the same variety, has not done so. So for us to even bring that up, for her to even bring that up and tweet, granted, has some 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 weight to it, but at the same time, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it happen. So that's why I felt like it wasn't relevant because I don't find any darker-skinned women on the same caliber as the two of them speaking out. If they have, or if they are, you know, they should. I feel I totally feel like they should, and then we can speak out on the injustices happening. That the darker, that the you know the darker women of of, of the black community are maybe not feeling uh, included enough. I'm not trying to be a complete dick, but this isn't news though. Like this is what's been, this is literally what's been going on for centuries. Like, so, right. So my skin. my issue is why are we? It's like a what, good marketing tool. It's a great marketing tool for the racist world that we're in. Like, who, you honestly think that there, they wouldn't be more open to Zendaya and um, Amanda than Kiki? I no. think that's naive and thinking. If you really believe that they they are naturally more open to Zendaya and um, Shanae, Amanda than Kiki. You're I, talking I about in terms of speaking out and in the. And the well, no, yeah, if you're talking about in general, talking about in terms of marketing or whatever the case may be, I totally understand the the, the fact of using uh, Amanda or Zendaya to market towards their respective, whatever they're trying to promote to the community of a, uh, and using the lighter right kind of mentality. I totally understand that. I'm talking strictly in the sense of them being more accepted in terms of speaking out on black injustices. That's it. I found an example. They said that um, 
Jessica Williams, if you know who that is. Um, daily correspondent yep. on The Daily Show. She's been outspoken yeah. and all that stuff. Of course, you're going to say no. She's not on. She's not as famous as those two. Right, but, but that's what know, I'm saying. Well, she's still outspoken, and there, those girls are being known for being opinionated. She's on a nationally syndicated. Why did I put in Jesse Williams? Because I'm a savage. That's and a, I put that would help instead of Jessica. That would help our counter argument that the right. Oh, people. I do know who Jessica Williams is. I've seen many of her videos. But you see what I'm saying, I said, and I specifically said before, I said of a, a darker skin, a darker skinned com, uh, companion who is at the same, same level as Amanda and, and, and Zendaya, because if she, if you don't watch the daily show or whatever, or any kind of whatever she's in, you're not going to know her. So that's why I strictly use, that's why we strictly have used Kiki Palmer because she is someone who has hit many aspects or different spheres of the world. So there are plenty, plenty, and I mean plenty of our darker women sisters who speak out. That's not what I'm saying. Actually, I totally in understand. The article, in the article I'm reading about this current topic, the, the example that they're using is Kiki Palmer. They think she has spoken out and she has done a lot of bold things like um sexually fluid. Um yeah, they said but she hasn't been able to make a ripple on the feather the season because of her skin tone. And then they give other examples like uh the uh Tiana Paris, if you um that's a shorty from um if you seen this movie, um what's that movie with um Right. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Wait, she's the, she's the main character? Yeah. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Speaker Are you on speakerphone right now? Am I on what? Did you put it on speakerphone? No. Oh, because it sounded like you went away. Oh, nah. Uh, Tika Sumter, uh, Mabu, Asia Naomi King, um... Yeah, so here's my thing. A- I feel like it's, I feel like the question about black feminism is not the real question that's passed here. I feel like there is a colorism issue when it comes to being widespread in the entertainment business as a whole. And that in turn then prevents certain uh, shades of women from being able to use that platform to reach a wider audience. So I don't think we should be necessarily mad at who the face of black feminism is. Feminism is, I can't talk clearly. Feminism is, we should, uh, I don't want to say be happy the fact that we have someone, but like, we have a voice, regardless of the fact that their plight or their struggle or their journey as a black woman might differ from mine. But the fact of the matter is that she is a black woman, you know, and I'd rather have her, what, but granted now I also need, as a, if I need a whole sense inclusion and I need someone similar to, more similar to my shade or more similar to my background, then I look to others who have had that. But I feel like for me, I just, I don't feel like it was a relevant question. I think there is a broader, bigger, more relevant question that needs to be asked in the entertainment 
business in terms of colorism rather than focusing on who's the two people who might be most persistent right now. I think I think the, another deeper issue is um Yo Skip, where'd you go? Kinda, hmm? I'm like, yo, Skip, where did you go? I don't know. Just a, I don't know where he's at. But uh, but yeah, I think the deeper issue is not even just that. It's just the fact that some people still feel like their voice aren't isn't being heard and it's being invalidated as a black woman just because you're a couple of shades darker. That really stings. That really that that even resonates with me. I'm like, damn, like we're all doing the same thing, but I'm not getting any love or getting any recognition for the all the strides I'm doing for the movement just because I'm darker. But what it recognition kinda, it, do you it, mean in terms of I'm not being posted on Huffington Post? I'm not. Is there is that the recognition you're talking about? Is that I'm not just being acknowledged? Yeah, anywhere. but I'm pretty sure. Well, for example, you just read that article, and I'm pretty sure, excuse me sure there are other articles and examples who you who have acknowledged Kiki and whatever in their movement and their right and their time. So their platform might be a little bit different and their audience reached might be a little bit different. But to say that they haven't, to say they don't have a voice, I feel, isn't necessarily true. Well, I don't think that they're trying to say that they don't have a voice. No, they're trying to say that their voice matters less or their voice doesn't resonate as strong as their voice does. But that's the I don't same think that's... It's a feeling of weakness. <sighs> and to a certain point, like, it validates you. And it's, that's how, that's how I, that's what I gathered from the article Talking when I read about it. about race is exhausting. I know, but... I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Listen, man. I mean, look, realized, from my take on it, like, I just feel... That what Bobby was saying is true. I just feel like, look, for, because of how life is when it comes to things are implemented, so it takes us years, decades to either unlearn it or change it. But as of right now, the people that are most comfortable being assertive, being vocal, are, you know, people like Digit, you know, Monet's or the ones that I guess are of a medium brown or lighter brown skin complexion. And people can do my mind should be in brown. Are we going to act in brown, too? In my mind, uh-huh. she's just like what I call regular black. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, that's to me, that's medium brown to me. There's only three shades of black. There's uh, light skin, dark skin, and regular black. I'm over you. I, so, I thought it was I'm brown. talking about regular black. Now I'm proud I mean, of it. Right, regular guys. black. I love how we're trying to decipher what regular black is. But yeah, yeah. no, I get it. She's brown. Okay. You're regular black, bro. Yeah, so, yeah but you're regular black. Talking about, actually talking about regular black or, you know, black. Can we talk about this Airy Spears video that you showed us the other day, Bobby? Wait, but you oh, didn't even put your point, man, again. You want to jump off of Aries Spears? What do you mean? Wait, what point? I basically said, hey, 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 hey. All I said was, like, I just continue oh, yeah, up with yeah, Bobby. You said I was said, right. Like, Look. Yeah, that's all I said. I'm over it. <laughs> listen, listen. All right, so Aries Spears, um, he was on Vlad TV. Pretty much, um, they asked him. Uh, pretty much, the entire video was about whether or not 
in layman's terms, do the streets really fuck with Key and Peele like that? Like, does the black community, like, really ride with them like that? Or are they really just, like, a culmination of just, like, a, a general white audience? And, like, it was a really in-depth video. Like, certain things were said, like, which he was trying to be really respectful, but, like, pretty much the moral of the story is that the hood doesn't really fuck with Key and Peele that way. And they're not really... They're not niggas, and they kind of just, like, came up through the white community. How y'all feel about this? I'm not... I was letting y'all talk, and I have a lot to say about this one. So, the best analogy I could think of, and I'm going to use Naruto because I know, like, that was, like, a real (laughs) quote-unquote movie. There was a time where nobody banged with Naruto and none of that anime stuff in the hood. Nobody. And I swear, I kid you not, when we were in college... The hood just fell in love and they just gave like all these animes like, yo, you saw that new Naruto? You saw that new Bleach? Are you the hood people? So to make that connection, Keenan Peel to me is like anime before anime was like loved in the hood, you know? I feel like the type of audience that gravitates to Keenan Peel, like it's like what Aries Field said, like Comedy Central is majority Caucasian like acts. Like they're usually in that kind of like demographic really. So when you're thinking about it, it's like, is any black kid really going to be watching, outside of when Dave Chappelle, with the Chappelle show was on there, but even when Dave Chappelle was on there, we still gave him that, that acknowledgement. He's like, he's a black dude on a white neck that's hilarious, you feel me? And I feel like with Keenan Peele, it's because they don't act like your stereotypical black people. And not only that, but the way that they act genuinely is like, you were definitely those nerd kids in the hood that either you were picked on, you were bullied or protected by one of your cousins like that. And that's just basically the aura they give off. So I kind of get it, what he's talking about. Like, I enjoyed Keanu, um, that movie. It wasn't like an overwhelmingly great movie, but it basically goes to the lane that they're doing by basically making fun of themselves for being like these black guys that aren't from the hood, but they're trying to be of the hood type thing. So I think, I find it interesting when it comes to this need to be authentic in the black community, how Dave Chappelle gets a pass, Bernie Mac gets a pass, Steve Harvey gets a pass, but other people, like let's say Larry Wilmore with that presidential thing, or, or Ian Peel, they don't really get that pass. I'm not too familiar with Key and Peel because I'm probably one of the people who they didn't feel authentic connection with or that they were necessarily um appealing. You just thought they were niggas. <laughs> well, I mean I well I wouldn't put it like that. But I just I just it wasn't as authentic. Like it didn't really connect with me. And then I remember because and I was actually so I wasn't I always heard the name Key and Peel but it never connected until I think uh, I forgot which one it was, but the one that did the skit combination with Obama. Um, That's key. That was key. Okay, so yeah. I didn't find that entertaining at all. Like he wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't. I didn't really care for it. Um, and then I seen like a skit with him. I think at a school. I don't even really remember it because my friend was trying to introduce me to it because he wanted to see the movie. And I'm just like, I don't find this funny. Like, I feel like they were trying too hard. They weren't authentic. And it just happens. Like, and I'm not saying it's because 
they are not black or they are not black enough or that they are, you know, been hanging out with too many white people. But I just don't feel like I connected with them the way I did with the, you know, with the Chappelle show. I just didn't. And that happens. So, but I'm not familiar with them to speak on them as to why people don't really connect with them. But I think it's because, again, they're, you know, black authenticity probably didn't come through as much as they are thinking or appealing to. I feel like they're in terms are more so along the lines of shit. That's a bad comparison because I like them as actors and they're white. Nah. Yeah, I'm not just. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I just like Chappelle's show. Man, y'all some nigga loving nigga haters. Listen, man. I'm not like I just, I just, and Aerie Spears, I feel like he said it so perfectly how I felt about them, and I think maybe, and also maybe it's because I didn't give him a chance or haven't really watched them that often. But I said for me, I have a short attention span, so if I don't feel like you have grabbed my attention, whatever, that you have grabbed my attention or connected with me after watching one, two, three, four, five, three videos, like. If I got to the video number two, first off, even if I, if I got past video number one and a half or two and you didn't connect with me, that's crazy. But if I gave you three chances and your shit's still not funny and it's not connected to me, then it's over. It's just not, you're just not a comedian for me. But I'm sure you commit, you know, they're clearly making it just not in the black community. Which is nah, the, the thing, the thing about seeing too is like, obviously they don't fall into the traditional, um, Black, black umbrella, meaning that they're not niggas. They didn't come up through underground. They didn't really do stand up like that. They didn't really have that kind of following. They were originally like on Mad TV. I first got introduced to Key. I don't know if y'all remember, like a couple of years ago, they had the Yukon Denali commercials. Them joints was ridiculously hilarious because he was just being like, he has like this whole like annoying character stick that he does, and it's just hilarious. And he was like this guy, like, yo, you got a Yukon Denali, and he was just like, wow, he was hilarious. I watched, I got on the Key and Peele, Peele kind of late. I was just like bored one day on YouTube. I was like, yo, let me give these guys a chance, right? I heard it's nothing like Chappelle's show. And that was what really enticing, enticing to me because, like, I didn't want another Dave Chappelle. But like, I felt like a lot of black comedians were trying to be the next Dave Chappelle. No, be the next you, my guy, or lady, be the next you. <laughs> and, like, I just thought, I just thought they were just wildly creative. Like, the, the stuff that they came up for sketches, and just, I'm like, yo, who thinks of this? This is like hilarious. Like, who thinks of things like that? Like, one of my favorite sketches from Key and Peele is like, there are these two old mafia guys, and then like one of the guys is throwing the other guy a surprise birthday party, but they're in the mafia, so he's like mad, paranoid, thinking that people are trying to set him up and kill him. So he like kills everybody, uh-huh. like when they like one by one, because everybody's getting off surprise. But it's really like his family members. Like he accidentally shot his nephew. Yeah, he said he shot, like, his wife was bringing out the cake, and it was hilarious. Because, like, I thought, like, yo, who thinks of that? Like, they just were so different. I understand the quote-unquote authenticity. What pretty much what Aries is really trying to say is that he and Peel, like, if I take them to, like, like a hood barbecue, like, they're not really going to blend in. But if I take them to, like, the wine vineyard, like, it's going to be lit. Because, like, they, they, they really get – they're really – good with hanging out with certain members of our society, a.k.a. the people that happen to be Anglo-Saxon, but they feel like, to a certain extent, 
when they hang out with black people, like they're kind of putting on a show. They're not really being them naturally. So that I agree with that point because I don't, again, you guys don't watch as much, uh, KMP, KMP sketches as I do. Um, whenever they put on like a black guy's voice or they're playing a character that is African American, they tend to like, exaggerate like, it. Yeah. They kind of look like a, a white guy in blackface speaking black. Like they're like, yeah, man, it's like, yeah, I don't know them. Yeah. Oh, like it's kind of, yeah, I think that's what Eric talked about too. Like, I don't know. I understand why they're not. But I think they're just off the rip. They're just mad funny. And they're creative individuals, and I respect them as creative individuals. So I, that's, that's why I thought, they, I always thought they were funny. Hmm? I, don't, I, I, I agree with the creative aspect. They definitely had. Nah, they funny, though. Kim, Pill. You didn't like you didn't Maybe like I'll the give Obama. Them I'll try. I'll try. The whole Obama thing is that. Um, they normally do a sketch where Peel plays Obama and then Key is his angry translator. Like, he can't say what's really on his mind. So I thought that was genius that the actual Obama used the angry translator. I thought that was genius. But oh, I didn't I know they did that. See, I don't know the background of it. I, I mean, I feel like when it comes to Domo's thing, it just, it, it's like Key and Peel's an acquired taste. I don't think Domino yeah. loved Bobby and Skip when she first met us. Like, we weren't, like, the most hilarious people. But you, I feel like once you I were wasn't watching that, first, like, first off, that don't even make sense because I wasn't trying to be friends with y'all because y'all were funny. Nor was I even thinking y'all was funny. So how does that even correlate? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, I didn't, I didn't really take it seriously. Because it's funny. I watch some of the things and it makes you think. You feel me? Like, I can't go in, well, these guys aren't Dave Chappelle. Like, but hey, there are yeah, times that yeah. when they do think it seems. It's, huh? Your whole entire last 15 seconds didn't come through. <laughs> All right. I don't care anymore. I give up. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I really wanted to hear your point, man. You I need to, you, but like, <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't even care. If, oh, the last 15 seconds are going. I feel like I lost my point halfway through. So I'm sorry. Sure. <laughs> I don't know that. I was just saying that for these guys. Okay, let me try to go back. For these guys, do I think they're like the most funniest, amazing guys in the world? No, but I feel like when they act, quote unquote, like they're acting black. As black guys, I think it's hilarious because there's some people that don't feel comfortable in certain situations, and they're kind of making a mockery of it. Do they like women, white women? Yes, they do. Do they happen to be like what Bobby said? Are they going to be around like those vine veneers, being all comfortable, knowing all these fancy wines? Most likely. But, but I'm a grown man. I don't think you I better should, be at a wine party. Come on, that's your life. I don't think I should knock anybody for not being like me or being able to blend like me. I feel like that gene that Harry Spears is talking about being able to, oh, you can be with the hood niggas and you can also be with the other type people. I think it's important, you know, and not everyone can have it. It's something that you have to develop over time. So I don't really knock them for it. I'll give them another chance. Yo, it's funny. How about you send me, uh, like, yeah. Like, send me the funny ones, because probably the ones I'm going to look up, I'm be like, what the fuck? So you send me whatever. Because you know I got, I got good taste. I got good taste and stuff. 
I guess. So I'm gonna just me those links. And I'll try it out. And I wanna know, maybe it's to that audience, you guys watch Key and Peel, you familiar with him, do you not know who the hell Key and Peel is just they like know the, they know the truth is. All right, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Anyway, uh, that was our, you know, little round table discussion as always. Like if you have some input, if you have some suggestions, how do you feel about the whole Azalea Banks and Freedom of Speech. How do you feel? Do you feel the um, face of black feminism is light, curly, and biracial? Do you have a problem with it? Do you feel like other people are not getting their turn of fame? Are they even speaking out in fame? And again, do you know who Gian Peel is? Because I don't. But let us know. Um, thanks for listening. Um, again, follow us on social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter, we are on Snapchat, we are on Instagram, we are on everything except Pornhub. Um, I don't know why that came in my head, but then I was like, wait, where are you? Don't mind me. Anyway, follow us at, follow me at Dabiboo, D O M Y B O O. You can follow Skip at. That was your chance, Skip. Skip and BK, Skip and BK <laughs> on every social media. Can you actually hear me? Is my connection yes. letting me actually? Am I not losing my point because I, I'm truly disrespected by the Wi-Fi gods? Like, this is crazy. It's cool. Crazy. You can find Bobby at... B-E-L-L-E-N-E-G on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm not on Snapchat because I'm lazy. Um, what do you mean? I'm, just, I'm not That's on Periscope because really, I'm lazy. I snap like randomly. I can't remember the snap because like, I'm too busy enjoying the moment like a weird guy that was born like in the early 80s instead of like taking pictures of things. Like I'm usually enjoying the moment. Like I'm not really like, oh, let me put this on Snapchat. I'm more like, oh, let me continue to enjoy the moment. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, follow us, hit us up, let us know what your thoughts. Later. Peace. I'm really mad.